Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Refractive Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny G. Today, my guest is Winnie Chan Wang, and Winnie is a lover of science and spirituality. Her vision is that all medicine would join as one. She's a trauma-informed licensed acupuncturist. She's an author, a teacher, a shadow worker. She is a Reiki and shamanic Tao healer, and she's a professor in acupuncture at Alhambra Medical University. Today, she's here to share some of her expertise and experience and perspectives on this with us. And Winnie, I'm so delighted to have you on Refractive. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Johnny. I'm so honored to be here. And I'm just going to um, drop the mic and hog it <laughs> and be a fangirl for a minute because I am so lucky to be a listener of your podcast. Just absolutely love, love, love the content that you put out. You know, um, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself and how I am just like you. And I think many of your listener is just like us. Yeah. So I have four science degree and two from MIT in computer science, finance. And then I have it one degree from NYU in digital marketing. And then my wow. last one is in acupuncture and, you know, medicine. So up until I was 37 years old, I never, ever meditated one day in my life. <laughs> Big fat zero yeah. in terms of spirituality. Just, you know, show me the evidence, show me the proof, show me, you know, just like lover of science over and over again. And then, you know, I had a near-death car accident and oh. that changed everything. It's almost like, my soul is like, want me to awaken and be like, no, there's more than just science out there. You know, there's more than um, what you can see with your eyes and proof with, you know, math. I love math and I love science. So at the point of my awakening, I had a chronic pain. So in 2009, I had a injury to my spine. So because my spine is crooked, everything that can possibly hurt hurts, right? Oh so goodness. I have like neck pain, shoulder pain, ankle pain, hip pain, joint pain. My organs are sitting in the wrong place. And every morning I wake up in pain. So I had years of just alternating anxiety and depression until finally I'm like, you know what, I'll just get another degree in acupuncture so I can help myself <laughs> in my chronic pain, you know, yeah. my hip pain, my knee pain, my ankle pain, and also my anxiety and depression. I need something for everything. And so grateful for my physical trauma because I became 
you know, a rock star acupuncturist. Like basically I needle myself like brushing teeth, right? So like I literally <laughs> can needle myself with my eyes closed. Yeah. And because I did so much of that work and coupled with my spiritual awakening and learning Reiki and so many other shamanistic tools, I developed something called medical intuition, which is I can just feel inside the other person's body to find where they're holding trauma. And which led me to writing my book, um, Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. Because, you know, actually, I'm going to use the word God interchangeably with the Tao, the source universe. To me, it's sure. all the same higher power, if you will. Um, and so the source doesn't give us car accidents to punish us. You know, the, the source doesn't give us anger and fear and shame so that we would suffer. Actually, there is a gift in everything, yes. everything, right? And, and light cannot exist without shadow. Yeah. So if we run away from our shadow, we're also running away from our light. And the, the reason why shadow work is such a great topic and, and such a passion of mine. So there are two previous um, interpretations of shadow work. So, you know, in tantric practices, which is mm -hmm. a kind of, you know, Buddhist meditation, you know, when they get anger, they would get really excited. They're like, yes, I am angry. Let me meditate on my anger into infinity. And I've actually done that. Like one time I was really angry and I just channeled all my anger, you know, as if I was a drum. And I was like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. and like, you know, I didn't want to blow your ears off, but I literally screamed so loud in the middle of the night. I'm like, okay, you know what? If I cause my kids permanent psychological damage because I scream too loudly, like <laughs> I, I, I can't help it because I know that if I don't let the anger out, yeah. it's going to damage my liver. So in traditional Chinese medicine, anger is held in the liver. And I'm like, I don't want to have high blood pressure. I don't want any of the, you know, diseases associated with holding anger in. you know, a lot of women get breast cancer and the, the pathway is related to holding mm. a lot of anger and suppression. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want no breast cancer. I'm just going to scream all of my anger out of my That's body. Right. And when I followed my anger into infinity, I lost my voice and I kept screaming. And finally I reached orgasm it was the most what? unbelievable head to toe like tingling vibrating sensation uh-huh and i was like that's what it's like to ride your anger into infinity mm. you know if we you know most people are scared of the anger they try to like suppress it or whatever i'm that's like right. no anger is sacred you know anger is a gift from the source and I'm just going to love my anger and just check it out and be the observer and be like, let me check out my anger. Let's see what happened when I ride my anger into infinity. Yeah. 
I've also followed my sadness into infinity. Uh, so one time I was just following my sadness and I cried and cried and cried. Like, I think it was like three hours, but I little cry until all of a sudden it was like the Milky Way. It was like, I saw like, like a dark sky and just yeah. stars everywhere. And I was, wow, like, this is so beautiful when I just follow my sadness into yes. infinity. Yes. And I was like, okay, you know, a lot of the healing community wants to talk about love and light and forgiveness and compassion. And that's great. But can we also love the shadow, right? Yes. Because, oh, that one episode, I forgot which one, where you talk about love is the acceptance yes. of now. I was like, yes, that's exactly it, right? Like I need to be in complete acceptance of my anger and my shame and whatever hip pain, knee pain, like just total acceptance. That what That is what love is. And I also love that episode where you talk about, um, you know, we either go towards love or towards fear, right? Um, it really helped me understand and also listening to all your other speaker that all of us are powerful. Yes. And each one of us is an expert, right? At any given moment in time, what differentiates one person to another is the status of our heart. Okay, so the status of the heart is either open, where we choose love, or the status of the heart is closed, yeah. where we're in fear. And like you said, we travel between love and fear many yes. times. In fact, um, I was listening to Shinzen Yang. He's the author of the book called Science of Enlightenment. He says, we navigate between our infinity or spiritual self, our higher self and our ego. Like imagine like 500 times per hour, you know? I was like, wow, that is so phenomenal. That makes like, sense to me. Right? So if, if we allow ourselves to, you know, it's just like full moon and new moon, day and night, you know, we just cycle between love and fear and love and fear and light and shadow, yin and yang. And, you know, so our hearts sometimes open, our hearts sometimes close. Yes. And then, you know, all of us are the same powerful. We just have different gifts. And that's why I really love my book. And I really encourage all the readers to read it because it's really about discovering your source power. Yeah. You know, um, one of the laws is the law of yin yang. So the law of yin yang says everything is made of yin and yang. So mm -hmm. that means that if we want to know what is our source power, we have to own our love and we have to own our fear. Yes. It's everything put together, make us so powerful. And yeah, so I really think that all of your audience is so lucky to have you, Johnny, because you. like listening to your podcast, I was like, wow, yes, 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 yes. You know, it's so, so many light bulbs, so many connections mm -hmm. and you know, I'm having, I feel like an awakening moment when I listen to your podcast. Oh, that's beautiful. 
Thank you, Winnie. I, and thank you for, for giving, giving us that perspective into your journey. You know, uh, I'll say this and then we'll move on. Um, the darkness in us, I believe it is fully sacred. Mm. And every, um, nothing happens in the universe by accident or by mistake. And so if I have rage living inside of me, if I have deep, bitter jealousy living inside of me, you know, this is not an accident. And you've referenced that in your talk. This is, this is, this is a gift. Like you said, this is perfect. And so where's the love in it? Where can I find the love in it? Where can I find the perfection in my bitterness? Yes. You know, where can this be a catalyst for either myself or for another self? Maybe it's not about me. Maybe my bitterness, maybe my racism, maybe my fear of scarcity, maybe my insecurity. It's not even about me. It's to help my coworker heal. Yes, 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 you know? yes. And we can't know. All we can say is that nothing is a mistake. Yes. And so even if I can't understand it, yes. I can say, all right, well, it looks like I'm a pretty bitter person right now. And I'm going to have to just move through this. And, you know, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You nailed yeah. it. I, yeah. I feel that you're so powerful and I'm so glad. Yeah. So let's talk about your expertise in acupuncture, because I think that this is a topic that for me, like Reiki, it's a topic that anyone who is on a spiritual journey comes across a lot. But unless you've actually either done research or pursued treatment yourself, you probably don't know the ins and outs of it and why it works and what it is. So I'm just super curious. I've never gotten acupuncture. One of my closest friends goes to an acupuncturist regularly. And uh, so it fascinates me. I'd love for you to tell us how does acupuncture work on a physical level? And then how does it work on a spiritual or an energetic level? Because like, I'm ready for you to blow my mind, Wendy, go for it. Yes. The first thing I like to tell people who've never received acupuncture is you don't know what you're missing out. Yeah. Okay. Other ladies put a vibrator by their nightstand. I have Mm -hmm. needles next to my nightstand. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, acupuncture is so good. I am... I don't know how people function without getting acupuncture at least once a week. You know, to me, it's like pure ecstasy. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, really encourage everybody to try it. So I'm going to start off by saying that within the field of acupuncture, there's division, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like in our country, we have Democrats and Republicans. So in the field of acupuncture, some people feel like it's a science and they, you know, the ones that really want acupuncture to go mainstream and be accepted by insurance and Western medicine MD practitioner, they try to say that acupuncture 
is a very evidence-based science modality. You can use it to treat pain and all these other things. And they try to use the nervous system to explain the effect of acupuncture. And as you know, I have four science degrees, so I definitely know there is science in the acupuncture, which I love. But acupuncture is actually the bridge between like pills, medication, surgery, vaccines, Western medicine, and the bridge between like Reiki, you know, magic spells, all of your, you know, meditation and healing, you know, it's actually the link between those two. So acupuncture is science and it is, you know, a spiritual experience. So I want to start off with you know, in, in the yoga world, a lot of the same times we say we practice yoga because the word yoga means union. And what is the union is the union of the soul, the mind and the body. Mm -hmm. uh, in Tao science, we break it down in, in five. So there's the soul, heart, mind, energy and body. So basically, when, okay, let's say a person has insomnia. So how we can use acupuncture to heal the insomnia is the fact that we can move the blockages in the body and the energy. So that is stuff that we can prove with science, you know, that part is evidence based. You mean an energy blockage? There can be physical blockage. Okay. So what, what do you mean by a physical blockage? Sure. Like, for example, cancer is a physical blockage, oh, right? Okay, okay. Like fibroid is an actual blockage. There is like, you know, you know, you have, let's say pneumonia and your lung has water or phlegm. There's a physical blockage okay. that you can see, right? When you're constipated, there is physical thing that you yes. can see, right? So it's this idea that the relationship between energy and body is that body is the cell and energy is what is in between the cell. So if you picture cell, 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 and energy is, you know, what moves between the cells. Okay. So the relationship between body and energy is that with each inhale, there is an expansion and a contraction of the cell. And it's this inverse relationship because as the, the, the cell increases, the space decreases, right? So if you picture a bunch of balloon, it's like as the balloon gets bigger, the space is decreased. And when the balloon you know, decreases in volume, the space increases. Yeah. So there is exists an equilibrium of exchange between cell and energy between the cell and the space in between the cell okay so basically acupuncture moves the energy to restore the natural equilibrium between the expansion and contraction of each cell with each breath okay so while it is not like 
the only modality. For example, if you practice Reiki, you can do that. For example, if you practice hypnosis or meditation, you know, we are such amazing healing machine with each breath. Yeah. Each inhale, each exhale, we are affecting the exchange between the cell and the space in between the cell. We are, we are bringing into equilibrium the relationship between cell and space. Yeah. So that's what it is. You know, breathing is finding space. And so what's really funny is, well, the million dollar question is, why do we develop cancer, right? Like, why do we develop, um, you know, constipation, insomnia, right? Why do we get the equilibrium thrown off is because of our thinking mind, right? So when we have attachments, when we have to get it our way, but we don't get it our way, yeah, right? So then we have these emotions, you know, anger, fear, shame, sadness, worrying. And each of these emotions does something to the chi in the body. So for example, in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, we say anger causes chi to rise. That's why when we have high blood pressure or like a stroke, a clot, uh, people who have, um, you know, eye problem, it's all because they have a lot of anger in their body and this chi is going up. Okay, yeah. So another example is, um, for example, somebody has a lot of fear, right? So fear makes the chi descend and so it really you know messes up with the um it, it makes all the waste products stay at the feet and it can't come back to the heart okay. and so a, a person with a lot of fear is going to feel cold all the time you know mm -hmm. they have cold feet that's where the expression mm -hmm. comes from right oh, okay yeah yeah, so if you have cold feet, you have a lot of fear, but there is a biological reason mm. to the cold feet, which is your fear. Yeah. So that's why when, you know, we treat anything like ankle pain or when we treat, you know, lower back pain, it's not just, oh, I spend the money, I go to the doctor, I let the doctor administer acupuncture and then I feel better. I need to take responsibility for having manifested the lower back pain with mm -hmm. my fear, right? Yeah. I need to take responsibility for manifesting my ankle pain, you know? So instead of being a victim, like, oh, we're just, I don't know what happened. I have lower back pain. I'm stuck. I can't know. It's, it's, I can take responsibility in healing myself. Yes. Yeah. That's really, yeah. I, I think this is, I think this is powerful. I've referenced this in one other episode before, but doctors say that patients who are optimistic about their recovery recover more frequently than uh, and more fully than patients who are pessimistic about it. And 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 here you go. Like this is this is what it's about. This is listen. 
I don't know what causes long COVID. I don't know what causes cancer and all of that. Like, I don't know that. That's not my area of expertise. I can have people who study it come on my show and share their perspectives and what they've learned, you know, but what I can say is that the way I manage my energy affects everything in my life, Absolutely. right? Yeah. It affects how people react to me. It affects how my body reacts to me. Like I have evidence of that. I have evidence that when I, let's say, use food or some other substance to, to push down my emotions, my body is in distress because of it. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I have evidence of that. I have experiences with that. So um, the idea of moving energy, I have had experience with that. I have had experience going into meditations and um, moving my energy around and feeling better because of it, feeling the sense of tingling move from body part to body part. I have, I, I know that that feels good. And so uh, I, I want to challenge any listeners who may say, this is silliness to say, okay, um, maybe this is a concept that is difficult to grasp, but if you look at it with a scientific mind, there are enough experiences, let's say in the, in the sample population, right, of our country, of people who say it works, that why not at least consider? And, you know, the wiring of it, why it works and the technical aspects of that. I love hearing about that, but that's not really what's important. What's important is, is whether it works for you or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if you, someone were to go and seek out an acupuncture treatment, what information do they need to know in advance? I mean, I, I imagine they don't need to know anything. You could walk in and say, I know nothing about acupuncture, but I have pain and I I've heard it could help, right? I'm sure you could just walk in and say that, but what is some helpful things to research about modalities and uses? Maybe there are different acupuncture techniques that you, someone might want to request. I don't know. Um, why don't you give us some information on that? Cause it would certainly help me. I love that question, Johnny. Thank you for asking me such an interesting question. So the way I like to talk about preparation before finding an acupuncturist is that it's a little bit like, you know, a dating app. There are so many different acupuncturists out there and there is science, but there's also an artistic component and okay. there's a spiritual component. Yeah. So you want to pick the one person that you resonate with right? So it's kind of like, you might want to go on a bunch of job interviews before you pick the job that you want. You might want to date a lot of people before you decide to commit to one person. No comment, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to try or at least interview a, a, a few talk therapists before you choose a talk therapist. You know, you might want to check out how a few meditations before you pick a healer, picking the right acupuncturist is the same thing. You know, some of them 
are really into sports medicine. They have intimate knowledge of every muscle, bone, tendon, ligament. You know, they're really science and geeky about the inner and outer workings of the fascia and the muscle and the bones and the tendons, right? So depending on what your need is, right? Like, let's say you have plantar fasciitis, then maybe you want to seek out like somebody who specializes on orthopedics. And then, you know, maybe you have trauma, maybe you have childhood abuse, or maybe you have sex abuse. You might want to seek out with somebody who specializes in that area. And so to me, it's like finding the perfect job is you are interviewing the employer as much as the employer is interviewing you. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, the, the perfect match is just pure magic chemistry. And you will know when you go onto their website or, yes. you know, you go on their social media, you know, you, do you resonate with their vibe, their message? Yeah. And, you know, I really believe that every single person is an expert and every single acupuncturist is an expert in something, right? So you have to, spend a little time and figuring out who the right person is. That's right. Okay. I love that. And man, what a difference the internet makes. You know, I just think about if, if we were talking 25 years ago, you'd have to go through the white pages and flip and like make phone calls to find out what an acupuncturist area of expertise is. Whereas now you're right, you can go on and you can tell from the color scheme that they pick, you can tell from the content on their website, what makes this person tick and, and, and whether or not it feels like a good match for you. I, I think that's really smart. And, you know, you talked about in, um, in some of the research I've done on you before you coming on the show, you once talked about how you can take um, through this work anxiety and you can switch it on and off like a switch. And like, what is that even about? Is that an acupuncture related um, function that you're talking about? Or were you talking more about not acupuncture, but shadow work? I thought that that was really interesting content and I wanted to know more. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So that is part of my spiritual cultivation. Okay. And um, it actually has to do with me being a hacker. You know, I think when I first started on the spiritual path, I followed so many different authors and speakers, masters, experts, and I don't know exactly how I cultivated this ability but basically my spiritual channels are open. And so um, when I have anxiety, I can just catch myself and said, oh, I'm anxious right now. And I will say, okay, drop everything, sit your butt down and meditate. And I will just said, show me why I'm anxious. And then I will get either a song or a third eye image or something that tells me or in location where the anxiety is. And, you know, within three breaths, I can come back to peace. So that is really also there's science in it too. You know, they say that a thought generates a feeling 
by you know releasing these chemicals but these chemicals only last for 90 seconds right so if i continue the thought i'm going to continue producing the hormones that lead to anxiety right but if i know how to interrupt that thought and be like no this 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 is an illusion this i am not my thought and i'm not my feeling and so therefore i can just turn my anxiety off with three breaths <laughs> yes yes this listen okay so i i wasn't i didn't plan on responding but like you got me worked up so i love it um this is what I take away from your comment or what I've been inspired to say following your comment is that there is room in this world for many, many, many perspectives. And especially if we're talking about, uh, you, you gave the, 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 the example of, well, there's science behind it because, you know, on one hand, I am just going in and exploring my the sensations and the feelings I have. And by doing that, they get processed and released. And you said, and on the other hand, if you want to look at it from a chemical perspective, my thoughts create hormones and my hormones have an impact. So yeah. by changing my thoughts, by focusing elsewhere, um, I stop creating the source of my, my issue. And I see the same way of looking at, let's say, acupuncture um, and, and, and Reiki for people who feel a little bit skeptical about this. Um, you know, it's totally fine to look at this through the medical lens and say, okay, well, by activating a particular nerve receptor, I am therefore um, changing my body's focus from other nerve receptors. And therefore there is, you know, this actual physical thing that's happening. Okay. That's great. That's a, that's a perfect way to look at it. And then there's also the way of saying by directing the flow of the energy, the space between my cells um, to re to, to restore equilibrium from here to there, that is having X, Y, Z impact. Both are perfect. Neither argue with each other. There's room for both. And it's okay to say, well, I don't believe in all that mumbo jumbo, but I, I like this, the physical scientific aspect of it. And it's okay to say, I don't understand the science. I love the energetic aspect of it. Um, would you agree uh, with that perspective, Winnie? Yeah. So I have a computer science degree and I just like to give a different analogy. Perhaps it will open the hearts to all of our audience to yeah, try please. energy healing. So as you know, that everything in the computer world is ones and zeros, right? Yes. We can encode anything in ones and zeros. So what does it really mean to be one and zero? So in electrical engineering, the reason when I press a button and the light turns on versus when I press the button, the light doesn't turn on is whether the circuit is complete. So therefore I can conduct electricity yeah. versus the circuit is broken somewhere and therefore electricity doesn't conduct. So think about the whole body is actually, you know, a computer, this database and information everywhere. 
And there are lots of ones and zeros all over our body. And so at any given point in time, when people hire me as an acupuncturist, I'm trying to find where you have zeros and turn them back to a one, right? It's like, where is your circuit broken? And how can I con connect you so that you can conduct electricity again, so that you can restore the flow? Now, if you don't have money for an acupuncturist, by breathing, by, you know, in one of the episodes, you said, I just stare at my hand and I can start feeling the cheek. That is how you can restore the electricity, you know, yeah. just turn it on. So you got hip pain, you can just, you can stare with your eyes or internal gaze, whatever you want, you know, uh, it's, it's just kind of like, oh, this is what I like to say for the science people. When the molecules of the water is moving very slow, we have ice. When we apply heat, the molecules move faster and then we have liquid. And then when we apply more heat, move faster and then we have gas. So when we shine love, we are moving from ice to water to gas. And so yeah. therefore whatever blockage was the zeros, we are converting the zero to one by love. Yeah. The reverse is also true. When we have a fearful thought, oh my God, Putin is inviting Ukraine. The gas prices are high. I don't know how I'm going to pay my gas bill. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do anything, right? So I'm taking my gas back to liquid and back to yes. a frozen block of ice. Yes. And years of being frozen block of ice, then you, you start to have all these health problems. So that is... The science of, you know, like love can apply heat and move it along and fear makes us contract into a frozen block of ice. Yes, I love that. All right. So um, as we kind of wrap up uh, the episode, Winnie, there are um, sometimes Oprah, who is kind of like my interview role model, uh, she likes to end an interview with some rapid fire questions. They're short, simple answers. They tend to be about spirituality. And I wonder if you would feel comfortable if I just asked you a series of these kind of fun rapid fire questions about spirituality. I love fun. Let's go. All right. Okay. What do you love? I love me. I love the source. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and take over the mic and um, answer one of your previous questions and also offer all of the listeners a gift. So in your Reiki episode, you asked the question, what is the difference between Reiki and energy healing versus like when I just stare at my hand and I can activate something? So there's two ways to connect to source. The way that Reiki connects to the source is it's like a lineage. So I connect to my teacher, my teacher's teacher, my teacher's teacher's teacher, and then I trace all the way back to the founder of Reiki who has a connection to the source. So that is one way, and Reiki is definitely a very powerful attunement to receive all of your teacher's help in reaching the source. 
Mm -hmm. But that isn't the only way. In fact, anybody can connect to the source. Like you can connect to the source just by looking at your hand. Yeah. You know, you don't need a teacher to certify you in energy healing. You know, if you believe you can do it, you can do it. That's right. So um, it's really funny because I have a book. <laughs> okay. So this book is called Tao Calligraphy. Okay. And this calligraphy says, 我在道中, And what it really means is I am in the source. Mm. The source is in me. Yeah. And I would like to offer a blessing for you and all the listener and myself. Of you can think, okay, so because I'm a computer scientist, the way I explain blessing, it's like imagine that in the universe, like Google Drive, okay, there is a file that helps you appreciate. I am in the present of source. Mm. For example, Johnny, you are a source. So I am receiving nourishment and love and light from you, right? But the source is also already in me. Yeah. So can I awaken to the source in Johnny and also awaken to the source in me? So if everybody who wants to receive the blessing can please close their eyes. And we're gonna take three deep breaths together. Inhale. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. And exhale. Dear all of my Tao abilities, treasures, please turn on to offer myself, Johnny, and all of the listeners a blessing to help us appreciate, connect, and receive power and nourishment from the source that is in everyone and everything. And also to awaken and connect, appreciate to the source that is already within us. Dear Tao Calligraphy, please offer everyone a download blessing as appropriate. Blessing begins.
silent blessing, visualizing that you are in the presence of source light, the source light that is in everyone and everything. And visualizing the source light that is inside of you. How, how, how. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you, Winnie. That was so beautiful. That what a what a nice surprise to wrap up the episode that way. Yeah, you're welcome. So I do want to give a shout out to my teacher because I don't want to take credit for something that's not mine. Okay, so if you love Tao calligraphy and the blessing and you feel really good, um, check out drsha.com, D-R-S-H-A.com. Mm -hmm. He is the creator of Tao calligraphy and through the calligraphy, you can access the source. Okay. And um, if you're interested, there's a book called Tao Science. And it explains about karma in a scientific way with quantum physics, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you can understand how we can actually heal by blessings, you know, with yeah. quantum physics uh, and, you know, explaining karma and uh, waves and particles. So for me personally, if you want to um, get lots of healing tips on you know, shadow work on acupuncture on anything. My social media handle is mindful healing heart. So you can find mindful healing heart on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and I'm also on mindfulhealingheart.com. And the book, which honestly details my spiritual journey and my awakening is called honoring darkness embrace shadow work to nourish and grow your power and honestly how i can stand so powerfully a source is the product of shadow work so yeah. you know um and i bring sort of like a really nerdy scientist researcher perspective to spirituality yeah. i i like to call myself the yelp review because i've tried so many different things and yes. so you know the things that i recommend are things that I've tried and worked yeah. right like you Johnny it's like I love your podcast because it's clear that you listen to many experts and you're a very open-minded individual and I look forward to many more conversations thank you I love that I, I I really am so glad that we were able to collaborate on this episode and thank you for sharing with the listeners how to get in touch with you and learn more and uh yeah I look forward to uh, to a wonderful friendship. And uh, with that, I guess it's a good time to close out the episode. Everyone, it is such a joy to, uh, to bring this to you. And I hope that you have an amazing rest of the day. As always, aim your light. Take care. You've been listening to Refractive Podcast, and this is Johnny G. If you found today's content uplifting, if you think it might make somebody's day better, give it a share on social media, click like, subscribe, all those things help to expand this podcast availability to new audiences. I'm a speaker, a coach, and a facilitator based out of Washington, D.C., but I travel a lot. 
If you think I can be of service to you or to your organization, help people get unstuck or move into their authentic power, shoot me an email. My email address is refractivepodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Thanks for listening and aim your light.